Hi, and welcome to episode number five of the Crypto Chick Podcast, your inside resource for understanding the latest blockchain and crypto trends. I'm your host, the Crypto Chick, Rachel Wolfson. The topic for today's show focuses on the dawn of a financial revolution through digital currencies. Today, I'm speaking with Parul Gadral of Snowball to learn more about the idea behind this financial revolution and why he believes that cryptocurrencies are here to stay, even despite the current bear market. Sit back, relax, and grab a handful of popcorn and get ready to hear about why the world is undergoing its next financial revolution. Enjoy. Today I'm interviewing Parul Gadrol. Did I pronounce that right, Parul? That's right. Yes. Great. Of Snowball. Yeah, and it's an incredible honor to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here. Absolutely, absolutely. And hopefully you're enjoying the Snowball office as well. I am. This is this is a beautiful office. I mean, you've got a beautiful view, a yeah. beautiful view of the Bay Bridge. Yeah, we work quite hard um, day and night, but I have to say it's not so painful when we get the opportunity to be grateful to enjoy such a beautiful view here yeah. in San Francisco. So it's quite inspiring. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's it's beautiful. So, Parul, let's talk a little bit about Snowball and what you're doing there. Yeah. Um, well, you're the CEO and founder of Snowball, correct? That's right. That's right. Some call me the chief snowman. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense, I guess. Yes. <laughs> and so you've created um, SCIA, a smart... Crypto Investment Automation Platform. Okay, a smart crypto investment automation platform. Um, so could you tell us what this is and what, what it does? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So SCIA empowers everyone to invest smart in crypto. So what does that mean? What does it mean to invest smart in crypto? Well, what we do is our thesis is every single person, unless they're a professional trader or unless they have access to information, should not be making the decisions behind their trade. And investing in cryptocurrencies is extremely uh, time-consuming. It's extremely complicated, and it's risky. We're seeing all of the exchange hacks. Um, if you want to invest into a portfolio of cryptocurrencies, today, you have to sign up for multiple exchanges. You need to move money across accounts. You need hardware wallets to take custody of your tokens. You need to remember your private keys and write them in a place in a safe and hope that your building doesn't burn down. And unfortunately, we're in earthquake territory. <laughs> um, and so the process is extremely time consuming and, and, and complicated. And so uh, it's quite difficult. And on top of that, the top performing investments are reserved for the 1%. And so our goal is to democratize access to information. And this information comes in the form of a portfolio, uh, an index, which is automatically rebalanced. And SCIA, Smart Crypto Investment Automation, allows everyone to invest smart in crypto by investing in an index that's curated by a professional who has registered with FINRA, FinCEN, SEC, as well as has a minimum of $10 million of assets under management and hence has a fiduciary responsibility to their LPs to do the right thing. And so for the first time, we're seeing um, companies like Abra creating this process and democratizing this by being able to buy Bitwise's portfolio via the Abra uh, platform. And so uh, our goal is to now allow everyone to invest into an index of cryptocurrencies such that they don't have to do the heavy lifting. Right? Robinhood says, don't sleep. If you look at their billboards, it says, don't sleep because crypto is 24-7. You need to set your stop losses, et cetera. And Snowball says, go back to sleep because we do the heavy lifting. Right. 
And so this is really geared towards retail investors. That's right? right. That's right. So we're geared towards retail investors. We're geared towards everyone. And here's why. Um, when we got started, we realized investing into a portfolio was extremely complicated. And so we wanted to democratize this. But ultimately, there's a thousand companies democratizing this opportunity to invest into cryptocurrencies. And we realized at the turn of the year when uh, the market fell that the real challenge was access to information, right? So the funds also uh, took a major hit. But if you look at like how the average fund performed versus how the average retail investor performed, the average retail investor lost, you know, at the turn of the year, about 65, 70% of their portfolio. Um, and this is the turn of the year of 2018. Now we're looking at probably closer to 90% um, if you'd been investing for a year. But if you look at how the average fund performed, it was something like 20 to 40%. Um, and so we've evolved several times over and we realized that uh, we're extremely inspired by Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett believes in index investing. As a matter of fact, he had a bet that the S&P 500, probably the most notable index, would outperform a portfolio of hedge funds. And he did this over a 10-year weighted period of time, and he bet a million dollars, and it performed around 400% higher than the portfolio of hedge funds. And so, uh, you know, if you want to get rich quick and you want to invest in crypto, terrible idea. Um, but if you believe that we're undergoing a financial revolution, perhaps, you know, what is said to be the biggest transfer of wealth from fiat to digital currencies, um, not investment advice, but something that is constantly being talked about, and you believe that digital currencies are here to stay long term, we believe that investing in an index for a long term period of time could potentially be a good investment. As a matter of fact, um, Yale suggests that one should invest up to 6% of their portfolio into cryptocurrencies. And here's why. Cryptocurrencies or digital assets have no correlation with the stock market. They have no correlation with bonds. They have no correlation with real estate. They have no correlation with gold, right? And so what you actually get is risk-adjusted return. And over a four-year weighted period of time, you have limited drawdowns and the, the, the data shows that you're like, you have the opportunity to actually double your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what Yale suggests and past doesn't predict the future, but this is what the data shows. Mm-hmm. And so how is this solution m- making it easier for retail investors to invest in crypto? Sure, sure. So um, I have a very, very dear friend. Her name is Valerie Monsobel. She's a philanthropist um, and she she often reaches out to me and says, Pearl, I don't understand this. None of these articles, none of these protocols, none of these uh, blockchain-related companies are speaking in English. And I think the, the fundamental crux of the issue is all of the, all of the marketing, all of the services are hyper-focused to technically savvy, engineering-minded folks. So how do you get the average Jane or the average Joe involved into this process? And I think it starts by simplifying it, right? And you can see that uh, by even the logos that blockchain-related companies have. They're not following best practices. So the founder of North Face states that a logo, you should be able to see it in three seconds and be able to draw it. And you can see that majority of the logos aren't even following these best practices. So how, if, if you're not going to follow the fundamental 101 of how to brand a company, 
how is all of the content that you're creating, all of the marketing that you're going to do actually attract the average Joe or Jane? And so that's, that's um, one of the challenges. And so we have hyper-focused to simplify our messaging as much as possible so everyone can participate because we're an everyone company. Um, we're, so if you look at like all of our branding, we're not, we, we aspire to minimize the jargon-intensive words that we use. Um, we aspire to do business the right way by trying to find credible opinions like, you know, Yale's studies that they suggest, as well as, you know, not only a study, but Yale has invested into cryptocurrencies uh, in their endowment. And they were the first institution to do this. Harvard followed, Stanford followed. And so now you have a number of institutions that are investing in cryptocurrencies for the reason of lack of correlation. And so how do we do this? We simplify our messaging. We focus on um, the retail market and the results have been resounding. We just started, we have an invite only waitlist, and we'll tell you more information about that um, towards the end of this. But our invite only waitlist started in November. This is when Bitcoin was going from $6,000 down to $3,100. And in that time, from early mid November to about Christmas time, we had 10,000 people opt in to our waitlist, right? So this invite-only waitlist, the incentive is you are a part of this waitlist offering the service to invest in a portfolio of cryptocurrencies. And if you want to get the app faster, you can jump the line by sharing. 10,000 people showed that despite cryptocurrencies falling, they were very interested in learning more. They believed in you know, the, the evolution of money and digital currencies being here to stay, as well as the opportunity. Now our wait list has gone to 48,000 people. Last I checked, it's probably more than that. 48,000 people all around the world. Um, and I want to say, uh, I think the last statistic I saw said about 59% of that are folks that haven't invested, but they've been on the sidelines and now they're ready. Um, and 48% of those folks also have never used a wealth management app. And so how are we doing this? We're getting new eyeballs. And the way that um, how a brand should grow is you're going to have two, two different strategies. One, you're going to create brand new real estate in one's mind. Or two, you're going to go uh, conquer existing real estate. And based on what you choose, uh, the strategy differs. If you're creating new real estate in one's mind, you have to educate them. And if you're going to conquer existing real estate, you need to show them why you're better, faster, stronger, et cetera. And so for us, we want to open folks' minds to this idea that cryptocurrencies or digital assets are here to stay. And it's an opportunity. While we believe that this opportunity is, is, should be available for everyone, only invest what you're willing to lose, um, what you can afford to lose. Our, our thesis ourselves is to only, if you are to invest, again, not investment advice, put a minority of your portfolio into cryptocurrencies because of the risk adjusted returns and the lack of correlations. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I, I agree with that to put a minority of your portfolio into crypto, Yeah. but this sounds similar to Coinbase bundle. Yeah. Um, so first of all, could you tell everyone what Coinbase bundle is? Sure. And can you explain how Snowball is different from Coinbase bundle? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Coinbase realized that the retail investor does not have the adequate information or the time to study to create an investment thesis to create a portfolio, right? Having folks come onto your platform and choose which tokens to buy, when to sell them, et cetera. It's almost criminal because what we're finding is 
in a decentralized market, it's deregulated. And as a result, the whale groups, the folks with extremely deep pockets, they come and they manipulate the markets. And so you can be like an extremely savvy investor, uh, a trader who is following Fibonacci sequence, et cetera. But it's not the, the way that the markets move is not based on rationale. It's in many cases, both based on emotions and hype and other cases based on market manipulation. And so um, what Coinbase has done is they've offered a service called Bundles, which allows anyone to buy a portfolio of cryptocurrencies. They've pre-decided what the allocation of each token is going to be based off of their immense amount of research. And so it follows smart crypto investment automation for the reason that they've got these Ivy League grads who have you know, immense amount of hours of research that they've done on every single token. They've chosen how much allocation is going to go in every single token. And out of a click of a button, someone can now buy this portfolio. Now, the way that um, Snowball is different than Coinbase bundles, there's a, there's a few different ways. Um, number one, uh, Coinbase bundles does not rebalance. And so once you buy this portfolio, you're sticking to this portfolio. And what does that mean? As time progresses, technologies change, companies do better or worse, um, as well as the market rate, the market price shifts as well. And so there's no rebalance mechanism, which means the retail investor is now back on their own, on their lonely island, having to figure it out themselves, what to buy, when to sell, et cetera. Uh, And the second reason why we differ is Coinbase Bundles only offers one portfolio. Snowball is the only marketplace of these different portfolios or indices that are automatically rebalancing on a monthly basis um, that uh, have a minimum of $10 million of assets under management under that strategy um, with the professional who has uh, already registered with FinReference and SEC, one of those bodies. And that is our prerequisite. Okay. So basically, if I wanted to use Snowball yes, and I want to invest in one of these platforms, yep. and Basically, with Coinbase Bundle, if I did that, I, I get a portfolio, and then they kind of leave me alone, and I'm left to manage it myself. But That's with right. Snowball, you guys actually, it seems more of like a hand-holding thing, which is good. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. So it's an autonomous portfolio, right? Or your portfolio on autopilot. Okay. And so what you're doing is you're investing in this portfolio or index mm-hmm. that automatically rebalances every single month. And if you're investing long term, if the market is up or the market is down, it doesn't matter because if you believe that it's going to grow long term, um, then you don't have to worry about the day to day or the monthly trades or the executions because, again, the portfolio is on autopilot. And the second part about it is for us to come and say we have the best investment thesis ever. This is the best allocation. We've done the research. We've got the data. Perhaps it is today. Will it be tomorrow? Was it yesterday? And so what we've done is we've crowdsourced this brilliance. Um, and what we do is we're in the process of getting a registered investment advisor through the SEC so we can do this legally. Extremely fortunate to have a very talented co-founder who uh, was a hedge fund manager for 12 years. He built an exchange. Um, he's very savvy of the regulations. He's He's got a number of different licenses, a Series 3, Series 7, Series 65, et cetera. He even hold, held a broker dealer once upon a time. And Stevie Cohen was his client, which he brought to two different firms. And so Stevie Cohen, who's a legendary hedge fund manager, extremely bright gentleman, um, is also quite scary and someone that you can learn a tremendous amount of. So Mike was very fortunate to go through that experience. Um, but with that said, um, yes, so... 
we are taking this this information and we're taking this these different indices and allowing folks to subscribe to them as a marketplace. And so you can see what the best performing indice is. And if there's another indice, indice that's outperforming yours, at a click of a button, you can now uh, change your allocation to this brand new index. Mm-hmm. I see. So, and you've kind of touched on this a little bit, but why is it now with the bear market, why is it that retail investors are even interested in getting involved? I mean, I guess you kind of, and like I said, you touched on it. You said people really believe that it will go up, this and that. I mean, but is there more to it? Yeah, yeah. So our fundamental thesis is that digital assets and digital currencies are here to stay. Mm -hmm. And here's why. If you look at the history of money, money has always evolved. And so we started off with a bartering system. Here's my sheep for your rice. And then we move to some sort of scarce asset. Um, let's use gold as an example, as a means um, to trade. And then we created some sort of fiat currency or paper currency, which was backed by gold. Then we got rid of the gold standard and we backed the currency by the promise of the government's protection. And then from there, we went to checks and credit cards and Venmo and PayPal and Apple Pay. And so the question that we ask everyone is if money was to go fully digital will it ever go back right and i really really want you to think about this money is already digital and the history of money is such that it evolves to a more efficient means if i want to send a wire transfer to you know our cmo in miami after 1:30 p.m. we have to wait till the next day Forget Miami, if I want to send a wire transfer over the weekend to my family in India or my family in England, I have to wait till you know Monday for it to pass. And so there's extreme inefficiencies. And we believe that digital currencies um, is a natural progression because money already is digital. Mm-hmm. And for another example of this is a bank. A bank will lend out up to 10 times the collateral that it ever has deposited. And so the majority of the money in the world, I think there's estimations between 80 trillion and 200 trillion dollars is digital mm-hmm. up to a factor of 10 potentially even more mm-hmm. um, and so we believe that this is a natural progression um, and while there's going to be bumps in the road um, and we also believe that majority of these tokens that exist are going to go away especially the ones that have no intrinsic value the business can survive without them or they have a technology and they're not able they don't have the business acumen to grow the business um, Yes, they're going to go away. And that's why it's most important to do smart crypto investment automation, because unless you're reading the white papers, unless you're shaking the hands of these founders, unless you know exactly what's going on behind the scene, what the roadmap is, you don't know if this token is going to last forever. You don't know if this token is going to last, you know, till next week. Mm -hmm. And so um, we believe that this is uh, the best way that we found ourselves to mitigate your risk, to be able to participate in this. Uh, And if Yale states that, up to uh, suggest that you should invest, you know, a minority, a part of your portfolio, 6% uh, into digital assets because it's non-correlated. And there's $200 trillion of, of cash in the world. Um, then it looks like that over some period of time, there's up to a $10 trillion market. Um, and with the advent of STOs and with the advent of these different um, innovations on fundraising mechanisms, um, some are even suggesting that it's a quadrillion dollar market. Now, I'm not an economist to say, but I, 
but I'm someone who believes in possibilities. And I think that um, this is something that everyone should track and keep their eyes on. And if they do want to play in this realm, then you should play when you have an opportunity to win, when you have someone who's dedicating their life to this and doing the research, making the decisions in your behalf. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, when was Snowball created? Sure. When did the snowball start? So the idea inception came November of 2017. I've been working on it mostly full time since January, February, and officially since the end of March, we built the team out in May, June. Mm -hmm. um, And we've been going Ferrari, Enzo (laughs) ever since nonstop. Uh Um, And so the first, I want to say seven to eight months was a very, very interesting experience because It was unlike any other entrepreneurial experience that I've had or that I've experienced through my peers. This was something that I believe that the world needed. And it's not my idea. um, And there's no ego involved here. This is something that the world needed. So when the lady of opportunity whispers, I'm just the instrument that has taken this idea. But the problem and challenge that every early stage entrepreneur should overcome is that when they bring this idea to the world, they have to take this idea to the different parts of the world. If you go to the ocean, you're going to be hit by the apex predators. This apex predator is going to be in the form of a shark. The shark is going to breach you. And let's say the shark is a venture capitalist. And when you go to the mountains, you have more apex predators than the bears. The bears will maul you in the form of regulators. When you go to you know, the jungle, you'll have the mountain lions who are your, your customers um, and they're going to claw you. And so when the idea doesn't die, it evolves. And we took this so seriously. Product market fit is everything. We've had over 1900 surveys that have been filled out, which shows us exactly who our customer is, where they live in the world, how old are they, what other platforms have they used, how much would they invest, do they know what it means to be an accredited investor, um, what, what specific solution would they be most interested in? We've interviewed these folks. We've given them our snowball shirts. We've given them hugs. And we have over a hundred folks now that you could find on Instagram that are sharing the snowball love um, about you know the platform. They're excited to be in line. They're sharing so they could jump to the front. And even though we're amidst a bear market, we still have a growing wait list. We still have people who are extremely fascinated and excited about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's interesting because you launched snowball or i guess you created snowball so we are in private beta okay so if you want the app you have to be at the front of the line and so we've shared it yes okay but it was kind of created during bitcoin's high it was ideated at the peak of bitcoin Uh but um we have been working on it as the market has slowly been plummeting Mm -hmm. and we haven't lost our courage because our thesis has been the same since day one whether the market is up or the market is down, it doesn't matter. We believe that the market probably, uh, the market will continue to grow. It'll continue. It'll, it might go down before it goes up. It might go up and then go down. Uh, what we have found is since 2012, there has been 13 corrections, major corrections, 90% plus decrease, 87%, 70%, 76%, 47%, 46%. And every time there's a low, uh, a correction, there's a higher uh, bottom. And so, um, again, past doesn't dictate the future, but I think we have enough data to feel comfortable based off of our thesis that digital currencies are here to stay. Um, and we believe that they're only going to continue to grow. Um, and if you look at like a 10-year time horizon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I agree. Digital currencies are here to stay. And I think that this solution is definitely needed, yeah. whether or not Bitcoin is up or it's down. Yeah. Um, because if you have that mindset, it's like, it's not going anywhere at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So it's great to have someone else kind of guide you and help manage you if you yeah. aren't an, an accredited an accredited investor. Yeah. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on regulations? I mean, how are regulations impacting this sure. and how are you going to move forward with regulations that are in place now and in the future? Sure. Sure. So I think regulations are extremely important because we have been living in a deregulated space. And as a result, when you saw this ICO boom, you saw the majority of people lost their shirt. Um, and if you're an accredited investor, perhaps you can afford that. If you're a non-accredited investor, you cannot afford that. And so what, what, why do regulations exist? It's not to kill the fun or the opportunity for everyone. The regulations exist to protect the people. Whether I disagree or agree with the way that the regulations are made, I think that there's always room for optimizations. I think you know this country is built off freedom and freedom of choice. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's our best intention to do the right thing. And the right thing is to work uh, in a way where our company can survive, our company can grow, and we give people peace of mind knowing that we're trying to do the right thing. And we believe the right thing is to become uh, a registered investment advisor and let the regulators know that we're aspiring to have a legal business plan, uh, pardon me, a business here in the United States. And we plan to scale this globally as well, because ultimately we're seeing these hacks that are happening left and right. We see that there's a lot of hype and FUD that's going around. And so for us, we want to make it as easy as possible um, and as safe as possible for everyone if they opt to play in this space, to play uh, and have an opportunity to win without having to worry about, you know, their their tokens being stolen um, with, you know, the exchange, the ICO happening and the founders running away. And so this is why we decided not to do an ICO. We're a traditional Silicon Valley company. Um, which is really uh, interesting and I guess antiquated idea uh, in the space that we're in where, you know, we're fundraising based on traction, mm -hmm. right? Based on a real product that works. Um, that's based off of actually users. That's based off of a growth rate um, as opposed to a visionary document that, uh, you know, typically never ever comes to fruition or if it does, it's nothing like that was promised. It's rare that it, that it does. And so um, not to take anything away from these organizations that have done this, I think um, most companies perhaps have the best intent. Um, but what we found is I think something like 50% of ICOs um, ran out of money within four months of the ICOs. I think 40% of them, the founders disappeared with the cash. And so what does that leave you with? That leaves you with 10% of companies that are that may that have the business acumen and are aspiring to do the right thing, um, and out of those ten percent ICOs, we're seeing less than one percent of products that have launched. Mm -hmm. And so, what's going to happen? Inevitably, you're going to find a folding. You're going to find a correction. You're going to find that majority of these tokens are going to go away. Um, the opportunity to of digital currencies perhaps doesn't, but it gets going to get bad before it gets good. Mm -hmm. And so, um, what's my thesis about investing in this market right now? Um, I, I can't make any predictions of whether the market's going to go up or down in the near future or late future. Uh, what I can tell you is we are extremely bullish in the long term of digital assets. And what we can also tell you is there are notable investors that have invested in traditional securities. Mr. Templeton, who made the majority of, of, of his wealth by investing in bear markets. 
And so what he did was he invested in the companies like the, the major you know, Fortune 500 companies that he was getting at 70, 80, 90% discount. And when the market picked up, he was able to make a quantum or multiple of what he had invested. And so is this a good time to invest? That's your choice. We have made some investments, but these investments that we made have been long into these different currencies. But this is, again, uh, investment into an index, which is rebalanced on a monthly basis um, that we don't plan to take out for uh, a long period of time. So. Okay. So first of all, it makes sense in my mind yes. to invest in Bitcoin now sure. because I don't know what the price is now. Do you know what the price is? Uh, last I checked, it was around 3500 Right. So it makes sense to do it now because hopefully it will go up. Yes. Rather than investing when it's like when it was almost twenty thousand dollars, yeah. So that makes sense. So with the indexes that Snowball offers, yes. Can you go into detail? I mean, you're saying you're talking a lot like certain tokens will go away, and I I agree with you. There are certain tokens that are just yeah. But obviously, with these in with these indexes, these tokens are not part of that, right? I mean. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I, maybe I, okay. So there's a a very interesting um, rule that the SEC has put across that has been interpreted, interpreted by different law firms in many different ways. And we have three sets of attorneys um, that are helping guide us through this process. And this rule is 144, which essentially states that a token should be at least one years old before it hits the platform. So that's why you'll see now Coinbase is coming out with a number of different tokens because these tokens have hit their one year mark of Mm -hmm. being live. Um, And there's many other factors as well, but we believe again to, to, you can get the majority of the market by doing these tokens that are likely to stay, these tokens that are likely to survive, these tokens that have real projects behind them. And that's really what our thesis is. And Mm so uh, when we look at the different portfolios that we create, and once we create these portfolios, um, which are inspired by these regulatory compliant funds that have a minimum of 10 million assets under management, it's really following you know, it's not, it's what we believe to be uh, the limited risk. And so we're also inspired by a company called Wealthfront and Wealthfront allows, you know, non-accredited investors, the average retail investor, the average Joe or Jane to buy a portfolio of securities, a portfolio of stocks. Um, And what we realized when, when you go through that navigation, that experience, it's quite simple. It's easy. It's democratized for everyone and you can participate and you don't have to execute trades on a daily basis. You don't have to know exactly how that stock is performing. You don't have to be on, you know, the annual calls. You don't have to do any of that. Mm -hmm. And so we try to mitigate our risk. And as you go through the process with companies like Wealthfront and Betterment, they have an initial survey and that survey is uh, trying to uh, assess what your risk appetite is. Are you investing for retirement? Are you extremely high risk? Are you low risk? And then they give you, they they recommend a portfolio based off of that. Mm-hmm. For us, it's virtually impossible to do that. We would be lying. Some of our competitors do that, uh, but we would be lying to you if we did something like that because the difference between extremely risky uh, and extremely unrisky <laughs> is a very marginal difference, right? Whether you're investing in Bitcoin, Ethereum, the top 10 or the bottom 10, uh, the fluctuations are still going to be grandiose. And so if you're investing into digital currencies, you have to know what you're getting into. It's extremely risky. It's extremely volatile. And while the volatility may uh, will maybe, you know, 
20, 30% less, uh, it's still something that you have to take into account because it's extremely risky. The markets are shifting and changing on a regular basis. Right. I mean, especially for retail investors, these aren't accredited investors. I mean, yeah. Now we do also take accredited investors onto our platform. um, And there's reason for accredited investors to use us versus going to a traditional index. And the reason is if you go to an index, you have a lockup period, you have to go through the KYC process. But with Snowball, you can actually move your investment from one index to another index within our platform. So you don't have a lockup period. The minimum to invest is $250. It's not something like $50,000 or $10,000 or $5,000, which we'll see in some cases with some of these indices, sometimes even more than that. And you only have to go through the KYC AML process one time. Why is that the case versus what you're competitors are doing? And all well, that. you know, if you look at the traditional index, they'll have one, two, three, four different indexes, mm-hmm. indices, right? And that's their own investment thesis. And all of our indices are inspired by these regulatory compliant funds. And so we can cherry pick the best performing indices based off a variety of different funds that exist. Mm-hmm. And so now you can actually have unique different strategies from different funds, uh, inspired by different funds, all in one platform And you don't have to have a a lockup period. You don't have to have some absurd minimum deposit amount uh, and you have liquidity on your, on your cash. And so we integrate directly with over 1500 banks globally. And so you can, just like when you use Robinhood, you're connecting with your bank account and you're cashing out on your bank account, right? So now, you know, you could put money onto um, the Robinhood platform or you could put money onto the Coinbase platform and that money sits there, it's protected, it's insured. Um, when you have your tokens, your tokens are now being taken custody by a SEC qualified custody solution, which is US-based, right? We've got a phenomenal partnership with Prime Trust. Um, Mike, who's our co-founder, uh, has a great relationship with Scott, the founder of Prime Trust, based off of him doing immense amount of diligence and searching all of the different custody solutions that are out there. And we found that They've got unique built-in APIs. They've got great security. They've got scalable solutions. Uh, And he partnered with the exchange that he previously built such that it made it a clear no-brainer for us to make it so everyone can now do this. And we're finding that people are losing their private keys. um, People are losing their their hardware wallets. um, And so, you know, keeping money on exchanges obviously is not safe because exchanges get hacked. And this is what we found was the safest way to do it. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah. Silly question, but maybe it's not so silly. Why is it called Snowball? Yes, it's called Snowball, uh, alluding to the snowball effect. Okay. The snowball gets bigger and bigger. Um, And so when you sign up for the platform, you uh, have the opportunity to decide how much you want to invest with a minimum of 250, how frequently you want to invest, whether you want that investment to be automatic. And then you have the automatic rebalancing that happens. And the idea is over a long period of time, you know, if the market does grow as, you know, Tim Draper is alluding that it'll grow as a number of these um, different folks um, are alluding that cryptocurrencies will grow, then you have the opportunity for your portfolio to grow bigger and bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. as well. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Um, Final thoughts, anything else that we should know about? Well, perhaps how Snowball, the inception story might be quite interesting to Mm -hmm. folks. And so I have a uncle, um, Sarban uncle, um, and he came from a very small village in northern India. 
and Sarvan uncle was the oldest of 13. And for generations and generations, Sarvan uncle's family was farmers. And so this young farmer boy had a dream to, you know, to transpire the, the glass ceiling of being lower class in a village in India. And so he applied to UC Berkeley. He threw this Hail Mary, not ever expecting that he would get in. This is when he was like 21 years old. And he just married my aunt. Um, and Sarvan Uncle, lo and behold, got into UC Berkeley, right? Yes, go Sarvan Uncle. And so how does a villager, the oldest of 13 in a farming town as a farmer, pay to go to the most, let alone, you know, fly across the world, but one of the most expensive universities in California, living in one of the most expensive areas in California, etc. And so a thousand villagers gave their life savings to Sarvan Uncle so he can go live his dream. Oh my gosh. And so, um, you know, I think Sarvan Uncle is an extremely noble man and he's dedicated his whole life to like philanthropy, paying back, you know, taking care of the villagers, taking care of their kids, getting them, you know, connected, giving them opportunity, etc. And Sarvan Uncle is one of the most risk adverse individuals I've ever met in my life. Um, I remember um, earlier in, in 2017 asking Sarvan Uncle, um, Uncle, you know, you're retired, you've done extremely well in your career, um, and you have the disposable income to be able to comfortably enjoy, you know, a couple hundred dollar dinner every once in a while but you never do. Uh, so I'm kind of curious why you won't treat yourself. And he said, beta, <laughs> which means son. Okay. Of course. He's like, why would I treat myself to a $200 dinner when I can feed a village? And I realized that servant uncle is an extremely like noble gentleman. And he's also extremely frugal. <laughs> And so that actually transpires to his investment thesis as well. He doesn't believe investing in stocks because the stock market is likely to crash. He invests in Roth RIAs and he invests in CD bank accounts because that's what he finds in government bonds. That's what he finds to be the safest way to invest. And so one day, Sarvan Uncle called me and said, and this is in November, the epiphany that I had when I realized that it's very difficult to invest into a portfolio of cryptocurrencies. He said, Beta, how do I invest in this Bitcoin? <laughs> I'm like, Uncle, I think you mean Bitcoin. Oh, Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, Uncle, I think you mean Bitcoin. And, you know, I think you mean a portfolio of, of digital assets because that way you can mitigate your risk. I mean, indices 97% of the time outperform Bitcoin um, or they outperform funds. And so it makes sense to diversify your portfolio, um, just like, you know, Warren Buffett talks about. And so that's how we got started. How do we make it so everyone has a chance to play? And from there, we realized that, you know, uh, investing into digital currencies is being democratized by a thousand different companies. How, what, what's the real fundamental problem? And that is uh, that access to information. And that's what our goal is. Our mission is to unravel global financial inequality. And we're doing this in a way um, that we believe is you know, hyper-focused on the digital asset opportunity uh, and we plan to scale it in many different ways and directions. Um, but we're having a great time. We're loving this process. Um, and I also believe that like a lotus flower uh, that grows in a swamp, that the best companies, they build character. And when they survive and they're being, their inception is happening in a bear market, you can see whose passion is, is there. You can see whose drive is there. You can see who's not trying to make a quick buck, but actually trying to make a difference. Right. So... That's totally us at Snowball. 
That is amazing. And Farul, I think you just gave me an idea for a new company, Bitcoin. <laughs> I love it. You know what? Believe it or not, there actually, I'm pretty sure is a token oh, named Bitcoin. Darn, and a company that it. already exists. Probably a scam though. Okay. Well, my, my Bitcoin will not be a scam. There we go. Yeah. There we go. We're bringing Bitcoin back. Yeah, we are. I love it. Thanks to Snowball. Yeah. And so actually in closing, um, I would like to invite everyone to our invite only wait list. Okay. Um, the backdoor invitation is secret.snowball.money. And so why did we decide, you know, our domain dot money? Well, we originally were going to be snowball.finance, but because we're a company that wants to be global, we wanted to simplify finance to money. And so if you go to secret.snowball.money, you'll get onto our wait list, our invite-only wait list. Um, and if you want to jump to the front of the line and be the first to use the app, the app is done. It's beautiful. We've got impeccable design and an incredible team behind us. Just share the app with your friends and you'll be, you'll be able to jump the line and be the first to use Snowball. Wow. Very exciting. Yeah. And what about social media? What's the Twitter handle, Facebook, LinkedIn? Yeah. Yeah. That? So snowball.money at snowball money, Facebook at snowball money, SCIA, smart crypto investment automation. Um, Instagram is at snowball.money. Uh, we also have a partnership with our CMO's Instagram called the millionaire underscore mentor, millionaire underscore mentor, where he gives uh, daily bite size. Uh, nuggets of inspiration, inspirational espresso to inspire you to achieve your goals, um, to have some wisdom from some of the best, like Je the Jeff Bezos of the world. Um, and from time to time, you'll see some snowball love on there as well. Um, but you can follow that Instagram account. Also coin mentor, where we're sharing um, different news articles of, of what's happening every single week in, in the digital currency space, um, and as well as, you know, our, our Instagram at snowball money. I think we've grown, you know, again, in the last two months organically to over 6,000 um, followers. Wow. Um, and one thing that you cannot buy is integrity. And so we aspire to have integrity. We've never bought any followers. Um, but when you start doing any sort of marketing and having folks share your message, et cetera, the bots always come. If you use hashtag ladders, the bots always come. And so we aspire to continue to have integrity from the start to the finish if anyone has, you know, any, any thoughts, any comments, please reach out to me. Um, info at snowball.money or CEO at snowball.money will be sure to connect with you. We have a Telegram group as well, and you could find that. And we also wrote a white paper, um, and the white paper is on our website, which goes into our thesis a bit further and, and about what we believe the opportunity is. So cool. you can see that on our website as well. Snowball.money, secret.snowball.money. We'll see you there. Okay. Thank you, Pearl. Yeah, Sounds good. You. Thanks, yeah. Rach. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much for joining us today. To learn more about Snowball and what the team there is doing, you can find information in the show notes. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Crypto Chick Podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the show. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, if you have time, please leave a review. I enjoy hearing your feedback. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at RachelWolf00 or on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. See you all next time.